0: So we're reading from Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 57, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son, and her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zachariah after his father. But his mother answered, no, his name shall be called John. And they said to her, none of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered And immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue was loosed, and he spoke, Blessing God. And fear came on all the neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them led them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to grant that we would be delivered from the hand of our enemies and might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. What would it be like to live with someone who couldn't hear and couldn't speak? Some people do. It must be a real challenge. We've probably all been around people who huff or give us the silent treatment. That's hard going. Last week, David's sermon finished with the angel Gabriel telling Zechariah that his elderly wife would have a son and he was to name him John, meaning Yahweh is gracious. Gabriel said that filled with the Holy Spirit, John would turn many in Israel to the Lord their God. That in the spirit and power of Elijah, John would make ready a people prepared for the Lord. But Zechariah was silenced because he didn't believe the angel Gabriel's words. Hard to imagine what it'd be like living with a husband who didn't speak for nine months. All the excitement over the miracle of this pregnancy that Elizabeth and Zachariah would want to share with each other would have been overwhelming. And it seems Zachariah can't hear and can't speak because people are signing to him he's writing on a tablet. As I read through this morning's reading the second time, two of the words jumped out at me the word wonder and the word wilderness. They're kind of at the beginning of the and at the end. Reading through it again, I felt that the word worship encompassed Zachariah's prophetic song of praise. And it is my hope this morning that these three themes, wonder, worship, and wilderness, will help us to understand and to apply this text to our lives we're told that neighbors and relatives have gathered to, sacri- to I said this the first time, sacrifice, we'll do it again, had gathered to circumcise, might have felt like a sacrifice, dear, love him, to circumcise and name the child. And Elizabeth names the child John. The cultural practice at that time was to name sons after their fathers so as to keep the family name going. And Zechariah's silence is only broken when he confirms that his son will be called John. The Lord is gracious. Between the Old and New Testaments, there were 400 years or thereabouts of silence when none of God's prophets spoke. And yet here is Zechariah, filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesying. He prophesies the coming of Christ and the role that Zachariah's own son will play in preparing for Christ's coming. And the people chatter among themselves. Verse 66 says everyone was talking about it. There's an important lesson here for us that we too need to speak up about all that we see God doing. Too often we stay silent about God's work in our own lives. We think that keeping quiet is modesty, but its effect is actually the opposite. It allows people to think we have overcome life's challenges in our own strength. If we are silent, people will think, isn't she strong? Isn't he amazing how he gets on with his life? Instead, we need to speak up and point people to Jesus and all that God has done in our lives or what we see him doing in the lives of other people. Our text also tells us that fear came on all the neighbors and all these things were talked about through all the hill country and all who heard wondered, what then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. People are astonished and are filled with fear, a reverent awe as they recognize God's power and their own human limitations. Zachariah too is filled with wonder at what God has done. This old couple have a baby. He's also filled with the Holy Spirit and moved from doubt to faith. He speaks out words of praise to God. He does not remain silent. I remember singing the words of this uh, reading as the Benedictus. It's been part of Christian worship since about the fifth century. At Nogna we actually used a chant that was quite quiet, maybe even somber. But I think Zachariah would have sung this uh, prophecy of praise as the Spirit gave him modernness he would have been shouting it. It wouldn't have been quiet. It wouldn't have been somber. In the Greek, it's actually one big long sentence where Zachariah worships and praises God for what he has already accomplished. And he prophesies of what Jesus and John will do. Zachariah remembers God's covenant promises in the past and how God's people are to live. How John will prepare the way for Jesus and he concludes by speaking of our God's tender mercy towards us. Prophecy not only predicts but also proclaims God's word. Filled with the spirit, Zechariah prophesies Jesus being raised up and the powerful salvation that he will win, bringing victory over the enemies of sin and death. Jesus fulfills the covenant made to Abraham that all the nations of the world would be blessed. He says, God has intervened in history to rescue us from the enemy camp and to enable us to serve him in holiness, to enable us to serve him in righteousness, to enable us to live without fear. Praise God that the Holy Spirit gives us power to live as God's children, holy, righteous, fearless. Zachariah then speaks directly to his son. Can you imagine this old dad looking at his wee son and prophesying over him? He prophesies about the role that he will play as God's prophet, going before Jesus, preparing the way by teaching Salvation through the forgiveness of sins. We know from chapter 3 in Luke that John taught the importance of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Sins aren't just forgiven. Of course there's grace. Of course God is merciful towards us. But we actually need to turn away from sin. We actually need to turn our lives and go in God's direction, not our own. Zachariah's prophecy ends by focusing on God's tender mercy, whereby he will fill the whole world with salvation and righteousness. He says that through the light of salvation, those nearing death, those living in darkness, the lost, those separated from God, will be guided into the way of peace. Jesus is the light of the world. He has won salvation for us through his death and resurrection. We have a mighty Savior who is worthy of all of our worship and all of our praise. We must not stay silent. Luke ends this introduction to Jesus and John by simply stating that John grew and became strong in spirit in the wilderness. God often makes himself known in barren and remote places. The word wilderness in Hebrew, midbar, comes from the same Hebrew root as dabar, meaning word. It is in the wilderness that God speaks his word to us. For John, the wilderness was a place of preparation for ministry. It is in the wilderness, the barren place of isolation, that God's people hear him speak. God is not (coughs) silent. I want to finish this morning by asking, where are we at? Are we at the place of wondering what on earth is going on? Are we confused about what God is doing? It is the Holy Spirit who moves us from uncertainty to faith. We can ask God to give us this gift of faith through his Spirit. Maybe we've seen God do amazing things for ourselves or for others and we've remained silent. Maybe we're being challenged to speak up and chatter with all those we meet about all that we've seen God do and how great our God is. Maybe we're in the wilderness. Are we feeling isolated, separated from others and from God? Are we feeling lost, living in darkness and alone? If any of us feel we're in the desert, we need to open our ears and listen. God is preparing us for something. He wants to speak his word to us. Maybe we're in a place of worship and awe and praise for who God is. Zachariah's prophecy has been accomplished We have redemption. We have salvation. We have deliverance. We have freedom to serve God. We have forgiveness of sins and therefore freedom from the fear of death. And we have peace. Do we need to remind ourselves of God's promises to us? Do we need to remember Christ's victory over sin and death? Jesus is victorious. When we surrender to him and to his will, we are on the winning side. We aren't losers. We are winners. Let us praise God for who he is and for all that he has done through Christ. Let us not remain silent. Amen.